It sounds in sensibility, yes, because we're definitely going to talk hella hard about Jane Austen. I don't think that would be out of place. Mm, I mean, I don't know how many DJs Jane Austen has. It's a truth universally acknowledged that when people go to a wedding, they just want to jam. <laughs> they want to slam. Here comes the bride, all dressed in. Why do we do half the things we still do at weddings? And who's gonna write all those checks? It's my wedding industrial complex. Welcome to my wedding industrial complex. You're Liz. And you're not Tegan. I am not Tegan. <laughs> you liar. I'm such a liar. Uh, tell the people who you are. I'm your sister, uh, Allie, um, or Allison, if you're getting formal. <laughs> Al- Allison, if you're nasty. If you're nasty. I'm a, a longtime listener, first time guest. <laughs> and you're my maid of honor. I am your maid of honor. I'm getting married. And I am most certainly not dear God. Whoa. <laughs> just not yet. Everyone has very strong reactions. It's, it's just too soon. <laughs> too soon. Uh, Allie, Allie, what do we bring you here today for? We're going to talk about music. Music. And, and DJs. Allie, and why, why are you qualified? What qualifications do you bring to the table? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about yourself. Bring out the resume. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a cellist. I play cello. Um, not professionally, but I have for more years than I haven't. Um, so yeah, yeah. I passed that a while ago. I think I've, oh, I think I've probably been playing for more than a decade now. Dang son. Yeah. Um, I don't just play cello. I play uh, violin and viola too. And she does windows. (laughs) And I do do windows (laughs) and gutters if you're asking. Um, yeah. And I I went to high school. We both went to the same high school for performing arts and six years apart, six years apart. So Uh, we never set foot in the building at the same time. Thank God. Rude. Um, (laughs) It would have been awkward. Uh, and I, um, I played cello there. So half the day we played cello and half the day I did academics. Um, what with our fancy schmancy arts high school. Yeah. And then I took a few years off, but I still, um, I came back to it and I still play often. Um, a lot of my friends have played in weddings. I have uh, avoided them at all costs, which we'll talk about. <laughs> we'll go into you. Um, yeah, and I have pretty strong opinions about music in general and also classical music and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I <laughs> I have a a certain I would call it your like Manchurian candidate trigger word. <laughs> for, like, <laughs> for weddings. I would I would I would agree wholly with that. Um, we will we will we will definitely talk about. You want to warm up to that? <laughs> Do we want to dive right into? Um, well, let's talk a little bit. Okay, so we're gonna talk about music at mm-hmm, weddings, right? Um, and you you brought stuff to talk about like DJs, but you also mostly have like firsthand and secondhand knowledge of like playing in a band at weddings. Yeah, and well, I've got some funny ass <laughs> stories. <laughs> um, well, specifically, not so much a, a band. Um, unless you got that kind of money because you know do what you can afford what's the usually you'll have a a quartet so just like four players or you'll get a trio um i would call them always a band is that wrong that's kind of wrong um uh, (laughs) you're offending the music you're offending the music community how dare you assume our (laughs) our Our musical identity (laughs) yeah um i would say like when you say band to me as a musician that to me is sounding like upwards of like 10 to 20 musicians Whoa. which is a lot Whoa. um i'm can, imagining in my hand i'm at, in my hand in my head a rock like a rock band oh okay like to, a guitar a bass and a drums well certainly a, you could have that too if that's like the aesthetic you're going for in the wedding i know um, prefer it that you can you do, do whatever, whatever. <laughs> um yeah i would say like if you're gonna have like a rock band, like four people or whatever they are, um, then sure, band works well. Um, like I don't want to get pedantic about it, but like, well, but I think that's kind of inter- like a uh, important distinction to make, especially mm-hmm. if you're like looking to hire people. Like, yeah, you could be like definitely. hiring a band and mean like, um, like a music band, <laughs> like, <laughs> or you could be like hiring a band and mean like a formal band with like brass instruments. It. Are you talking like, do you mean like a full concert band with brass instruments? I don't know. What are you talking about when you say band? (laughs) When I say band, yeah, I I guess I would say like, uh, there's a lot of weddings. um, 
and our and our mom hi mom we'll talk hi, mom. About, <laughs> we'll talk about um she went to a wedding once that had a, a jazz band oh that's cool playing so that would certainly have again rock, the like rock band jazz band 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 little a group of people who play music together all the time yeah but that jazz band might have been like you know seven or eight players because it could be you know two trumpets some saxophones that kind of thing going on okay um i think most like when most people think of fancy dancy wedding um particularly like the ceremony because again most of what we're going to be talking about when we talk about live musicians Uh is going to be the actual ceremony Uh versus playing for the reception Uh those are going to be two different things that we're going to talk about because i feel like when you want a reception band when you want a ceremony band you want something like a little bit like formal and then when you want a reception band, you want loosey goosey you want like a mullet of weddings is what you want ew (laughs) (laughs) business in the front party in the back Um, that's horrible and and you're right. <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> Thanks. I hate it. Um, no, I would say like what most people consider for like an actual ceremony um, would be a string quartet. So that would be oh sure like uh, two violins, a viola, and a cello. So when when you pick a string quartet, can that be like any permutation of strings? Sure. Like if I wanted four cellists, yeah, you could totally do that. Okay. Um, now the thing that like we'll definitely like that we're gonna talk about too is that. If you want to do that. I like how well you planned this all. This is way more planned than most of our episodes ever go. <laughs> most of the time I'm like, I want to talk about bachelorette parties. And Tegan is like, yeah, they suck. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, if people want to do them, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, what I was going to say is that uh, when you're talking about having four cellos, sure, you can have that. It's going to, like, you can do whatever the hell you, you can want. have that, but you're wrong. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. I personally, as a cellist, would love to have four cellos. Um, but I think that you have to consider if the arrangement of a song that you really, really want does not exist and somebody has to take the time to write that arrangement, you're going to pay for that time. It's kind of like getting a tattoo. Um, those of us that have tattoos would understand. I'm sorry to the, I just, is an inside club. Um, where in like with any kind of art, if you're asking somebody to do extra work, sure. They're going to have, you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing I think, uh, people forget about often and Mm. get kind of salty about right when people are like, sure, we can definitely do that, but we can't just instantaneously do that. So it's going to be money that we need. And also the closer you get to your wedding day and the more panicky you get, if you hold off, like if you called me up. Not you specifically, because me? me, you was in the royal. If you- um, so for for listeners listening, today's uh, we are ninety days out from the wedding. Dear Lord, isn't that crazy? It's insane. We just got our invitations out, and they're gorgeous. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope they work. We forgot to put like a <laughs> RSVP by date on, but uh, we have people's phone numbers. So yeah, if you, you don't can, RSVP, you, you will be hearing from us. <laughs> um. No, I would think, like, like I said, it's going to cost you, like, extra, particularly the closer you get to your date. So you're 90 days out right now. Yeah. If you were contacting, like, a group of cellos to play, first of all, they're probably, if they're really good and that's what they're doing full time is playing weddings, they're probably booked. Yeah, the app thingy that has been both a source of stress and a source mm-hmm. of structure like, <laughs> was, like, uh, you need to start asking people, like, picking out bands at like nine months out mm-hmm. yeah. and then like hiring them at around six months out. Well, certainly you want to be having that conversation with, there's usually a contact, like a liaison in their group. Somebody has volunteered to take the shit job of oh, talking to like you. Like one of the band. Right. I was imagining like a very uptight person being like, if you want to talk to the band, you'll have to go through me. No, usually typically there's somebody in the group because you're not going to call four different people to talk to them. They're all doing their, their own stuff. Right. You have to consider too, if these people are full-time musicians doing this uh, on the daily, they're probably in several groups too. Oh, sure. Um, just to keep, you know, the money coming in because it ain't that easy. Yeah. Um, so you're usually talking in contact with one person and they're going to be the one that's going to be negotiating the price with you, which whatever price they say to you, you really shouldn't try to bump them down. They're going to give you the rate. I think like a lot of Damon and I were talking about this early on Mm -hmm. in like wedding planning Mm -hmm. that like there's tips out there that are like, don't mention it's for a wedding, like off the top. And it made Damon 
I was like, that seems like a smart move. And it made Damon really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because weddings are a lot of extra work sometimes. And if they're quoting you a price that's higher than they would for like a regular party or like bat mitzvah, it's probably for a reason. And like, and yeah, there's wedding markup, but also weddings are a way more stressful event than just your regular backyard party. So Right. And again, we're talking about live people playing your music. This real is not human real bodies. Human bodies. We're not talking about DJs yet. Right. Um, Who are not real humans. I mean, you know, <laughs> robots. All of them. <laughs> DJ robot. DJ, DJ robot. Roomba. <laughs> Certainly do the DJ Roomba. That's good if you can afford that. That's what we're doing. I mean, I'm here for it. <laughs> um, I think when you have people, you have to consider. So like from my standpoint of being a cellist, coming to your wedding is not an easy feat for me. Right. My instrument's pretty big. So <laughs> uh, trying to get to you, if I don't, if it's a space where I have to go take public transit, that's inconvenient for me. And yeah. then trying to drive to you might be hard. I don't currently have a car. Um, <laughs> that's step one. That's step one. Um, I can't pay for you to get a car. It's fine. Okay. Um, but then, you know, getting you have to have seating there for me i have to practice the music with you it choose you gotta feed your band oh yes definitely unless they're only there for the ceremony if no wait you feed them if you're only there for the ceremony you should you should if they're there for the ceremony you should extend the invitation to have them stay for the reception and feed them it's like it's just nice i had no idea i thought that you could be like here's money it's 2 p.m now you can go have fun you can certainly do that most of the time i think what winds up happening is the musicians don't know anybody in your group they don't really want to chill out and cut loose they've got other things to go do like practicing for the next four weddings they've got i was gonna say if it were me and i got to go to a rando wedding yeah yeah like i would go to a rando wedding i mean i didn't have to buy you a gift I don't, I don't know any of you. I just right. watch you get drunk. I just want to see your wasted aunt yeah. lose her mind a little bit. All I bit. want to do is watch whoever starts taking his shirt off first. Yes. <laughs> and then take photos later from yes. my Instagram And page. then be like, and then you blackmail the bride. And be like, <laughs> well, you invited me. <laughs> you made me stay. <laughs> um, no, I would say like, it's nice. To, it's just being a nice human to invite them along. They're okay. probably going to say no, uh, just cause they've got other things to do with their time. Sure. Um, Certainly, if you're having them play the wedding and the reception and you think that you don't need to feed them, you are a monster. And I am very firm about that. Yeah. (laughs) Also, don't, when you talk to classical, like when you're negotiating what kind of terms you want for like what you want played, you know, what musicians you want there, you really can't just be like, Oh, whatever's good. You know, like if you want to play like the ceremony and the reception, that's fine. You need to be very clear about, do you want us there for both things? Or do you just want us there for the first part of your time? Right. It's very important. I feel like, uh, never, never sign up for anything that doesn't come with a contract. Mm -hmm. Like any of the vendors that we've hired so far have, have all had contracts and it's been like super important to get it in writing in the contract or at least in writing in peripheral things to the contract, mm-hmm. exactly what you're getting out of what you're doing. Right. And this is also a thing to note too. You, if you're dealing with somebody who's very experienced and again, that all they do is weddings, they're going to know a lot of what they already need to go in and demand. So if they come in and they say, you know, we're going to need like, music stands we're gonna need chairs that kind of thing they should bring their own music stands probably but if they're like we need a space to sit we're gonna need you know sound time check we're gonna need to check in with you to make sure this is actual music you want they should be able to negotiate those things for you Mm -hmm. but if they don't if you're dealing with somebody who's still kind of fresh to the game you know check in with them and say what's something that you need and they might not even fully know yet um, like I said, they're probably fresh to the game, but, uh, cause you probably, cause know. are you hiring a bunch of high schoolers from the local, commu- uh, high school? Uh, yeah. Charter high school. Ooh, we've arts. been there. Uh, <laughs> and not feeding them. Um, rude. Very rude. Um, you know, you also, here's the thing is if you say to a musician, Hey, I'm chill with you playing whatever you want, then you're going to get the standard wedding hoopla. The you're going to get standard wedding. Are you going to get. Pockabell's cannon. <laughs> Are you going to get Pockabell's cannon, Allie? <laughs> just want well, oh. listeners to know Allie was trying to gouge her own eyes out. Yeah, I was like, listeners can't see me slowly descending into hell, but like, <laughs> that's where I'm at. Um, for those who don't play the cello um, and 
everybody loves Pachelbel's Canada. Y'all know what it sounds like. It's that Yeah, it's like the K-Jewelers commercial. Oh, yeah. You'll hear it every Christmas, and I want to die every Christmas. So that's fine. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. No, it's a fine song. It is what it is. But it's overplayed, and the cello only gets... One note the whole time. <laughs> so it's four minutes of us playing the cello one note for the whole shebang. What's the one note? I think it's a G. Honestly, I like feel like every time I look at that sheet music, I just get this weird flashback of PTSD and I'm like <laughs> on the floor like sobbing. Do you think you could like, if you hooked your cello up to like a long rubber band, do you think <laughs> it could like do it for you? <laughs> I have heard about um, people who do just looping where they'll like, Instead, like if instead some, of bringing a cellist, they'll bring a cellist, or the cello will, and like the cello, if they um, have it hooked up to be able to do looping, will just play that note and then just have it drone for the whole time. We'll just sit there. Yep, that sounds because like an exciting time. It isn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Like people love that song, um, and I really like. I wish I had dived into the history of like why why it became what it is. Huh. I think it's a lot of people people started moving away from the traditional, like here comes the bride. I hate that song. Because there was so many like all fat and wide bullshit after it. Yeah. So, so people were like, I don't want to walk down to that anymore. And honestly, like not a lot of us have deep knowledge of a lot of, um, different classical music. I think classical music and like classical art both get this, like, uh, like visual art, Mm -hmm. get this like reputation for being something that like, only very learned people can enjoy. Right. And, and that's, that's not the case. Yeah. No, but it's like, it's got that attitude of like, uh, if you're not qualified to listen to it, then you can't have an opinion on right. it. And like, you know, Pachelbel's Canon is a pretty song and it's very accessible and it's got a nice melody that people will hum and remember later. There's a reason it's used in cage lurks commercials, you I was know, gonna say, but that's exactly why I'm going to walk down the aisle to thriller. Oh, I'm and again, okay. we're getting married in a courthouse, so it's just going to be a boombox <laughs> on my shoulder walking through the courthouse. I will courthouse. gladly tape my cell phone to your shoulder while Thank it you. blasts it. I will use data for that. I think that's a worthy cause. This teeny, this teeny little tinny sound, just <laughs> this big echoey space. <laughs> um, Perfect. I, as a music, like musician, never want to walk down the aisle to Pachelbel's Canon. Um, also, I'm really chill with not having actual live musicians there sure but i have a song that i know i 100 percent want to walk down the aisle is this like is this like telling people what you birthday candle wished for if you tell people what your walk down the aisle song is that it will never happen i don't know um <laughs> no i don't think i think i think that if somebody's looking for a really beautiful piece of music that's understated if someone's looking for a really beautiful little lady yeah hey i'm <laughs> over here open to all um, <laughs> um if someone's looking for a really beautiful piece of music that's not you used often and has beautiful strings and swells at a wonderful time. The end titles to the movie, the Duchess. Um, I think it's Rachel Portman, but don't quote me on it. Who's it's the... Natalie Portman. No, no. The a... Jesus. But God. actually I think that's a Kira Knightley movie. It's a Kira Knightley movie. I'm talking about the composer. Um, Kira Knightley herself wrote the composition. Rachel Portman from Star Wars. Um, it's absolutely, it's exquisite. Um, it's absolutely wonderful, and it swells at a great time for particularly great timing for uh, if you've got four bridesmaids to walk in, um, because it swells. That at, sounds very specific. It's very specific, but it swells four times with the musical <laughs> phrasing, which sounds so gross. Um, <laughs> um, it swells with the musical phrasing four times, which would be a perfect time for someone to walk in the door. It repeats the same theme kind of for all four of them, but then when the bride would walk in it swells extra loud and the two themes kind of meet together oh, that's cute. and it would end right as you're getting to the front of the aisle oh, I, that's so cute. yeah i actually really love that song so i highly recommend if you're looking for a piece of music that you want strings but don't want to pay anybody to be playing those strings and don't <laughs> and you don't gotta pay rights for music you just play at your wedding yeah just like go for it like it's not it's not for profit it's, it's not for profit it's for entertainment purposes only don't um, put it on the internet i highly recommend that piece that being said there's a ton ton of other classical pieces you can dive into but i think what's really important is don't play anything that you're just like i feel nothing to this like uh, unless the music's not important to you at your wedding which for some people it's not sure um but i think it's nice to have a connection to whatever piece you're picking absolutely and i think like uh 
you know, you don't have to pick something classical. Mm-hmm. I mean, just I feel like, and Tina and I have talked about this a bunch, but, like, weddings seem to be heading more towards the, like, this is a thing we put together ourselves right. style. Yeah, like, a even if more you DIY. pay for everyone to do everything. Right. It still looks like someone made it all for you. That boho chic. Yeah, boho DIY, yeah. Uh, shabby chic. <laughs> What's the other Joanna one? Gaines. Joanna Gaines. Joanna Gaines. <laughs> Uh, fixer upper. Um, it's just all fixer upper. But uh, I like the House Hunters International. The House Hunters International weddings where uh, people get divorced immediately after. <laughs> That's my ideal game. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, like you don't have to pick. You don't have to pick a classical song that you've never heard of before. You could pick something meaningful to you. You could pick something silly. I think the weddings, especially the ceremonies, mm. get like overblown with seriousness mm-hmm. and. You know, it is, like, a very important thing. You're, like, joining two lives together legally and right. in front of whatever god you believe in. Sure. And, like, uh, that's, yeah, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be, like, a funeral. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It doesn't need to be serious. Yeah. Also, like, why so serious? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't. Canceled. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, you don't have to. If you, here's here's the thing. If you want something that's like sounds classical but you say you're really into the rolling stones my boy i've got a thing for you and it's called oh my boy oh my boy it's called vitamin string quartet oh yeah or chronos quartet any of them online on um, another one that i've there's a few or like yeah i mean uh damon and i went to a wedding a friend of damon's Mm -hmm. that uh, I would like to call a friend of mine now (laughs) um and they walked down the aisle to um that song, that song from, I think it was that song from Portal, the, at the end of it. Really? The GLaDOS song, oh. but by Vitamin String Quartet. So That's like, so if you funny. didn't really know what you were listening to. Like, this is just very tell. pretty, but. And there was like Lord of the Rings music and the ceremony yeah. and stuff like that. And like, it's just pretty. It's a nice way to merge in. It's a nice way to merge in your own personal interests. Uh, while still appeasing your old grandma. You know what I mean? You know, like old grandma doesn't know. Old grandma doesn't know what GLaDOS is. <laughs> old grandma don't know. She fine. Um, yeah. So I definitely think like that's a nice way to compromise because also if you're trying to do a wedding on a shoestring budget, let me tell you, live people are not what you want to do. That's yeah. more people you got to feed. It's more people yeah. you have to pay and you're going to need to tip them. Right. Oh, that's um, important. So I can't really quote you on what uh, a musician's going to make for like what they're going to demand is their rate because mm-hmm. I don't really know. And I also don't want, <laughs> I don't want to undercut people and be like, yeah, they're definitely going to ask for a hundred dollars. And then when you're like, Allison said a hundred dollars, <laughs> Allison, do you guys know? I don't know if you're aware. Allison said, said, um, I have no idea, but you should expect to also tip, um, per person about 10 to $25. Oh, that's it. That's about it. Um, usually like I, I would say like, particularly if they're, like again, this is per person, so times that by four, uh, or how many you have. Or a quartet. <laughs> yeah, um, if you have somebody who's very good, you probably will go over the twenty-five. Um, You're the first violinist. If you have somebody who's gonna be, if you have a single violin player playing for, you know, the whole ceremony and at the reception, which would be kind of awkward because you Why can't would you dance do that to that, to that, poor, that person. poor person. Also, the sad fiddle. <laughs> the saddest. You're, if you have a production of Fiddler on the Roof happening at your wedding. Uh, invite me, invite me. Cause I really want to see that. <laughs> um, I would say you should expect to pay them like 20 to 30% tip on top of whatever sure. the rate they are asking. And again, please don't try to like down negotiate their stuff. It, it, when you are right, when you say that weddings are a lot of work, they have to take a lot of time to get prepped for this. Yeah. The rate that you're making them dress up real fancy, right? The rate that you're asking for is not just them playing on that date. It's also preparing weeks in advance, practicing together, which trying to get four grown adults in the same room is impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I will say as a freelancer, if you don't pay me a lot of money, I cut down the prep time. Oh yeah. Then I will, we will cut two strings. Yeah. So like, I'll, make do this it. Work. I'll do it live. I'll, I'll make this all. I will show you how great my sight reading tips are. <laughs> <sighs> No, what's the song you wanted me to play? Hang on, I'll pull it up on Google. <laughs> exactly. You know, you're really going to get what you pay for out of this because, again, you know, they have several weddings going on at one shot usually. Mm-hmm. They're not just doing yours, um, which also might mean a little extra work on your behalf to try to make sure that they're on task with what they should be doing. Oh, well, um, that's something uh, that 
been working on with all of my vendors mm-hmm. is like just checking in at key points, especially when you hire them like right. six months away from your wedding. It's a long like, time. Every now and then you want to check in and be like, hey, remember you're doing that? Yeah, and they're you're like, still oh, playing yeah. for me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and a good way, too, is, like, send them the invitation, make sure they know what's going on, keep them abreast to your changes. Ew. A boobies. Um, keep them a boobies, too. A boobies. <laughs> <laughs> um, making my mama proud. Uh, <laughs> no, keep them keep them up to date with any kind of changes you might make. Mm-hmm. Um, but also check in with them to be like, hey, uh, how are things going? And they should answer you back and be like, we're fine. Like, there yeah. should be no major issues. Well, if they're not answering that you, happens. there are some major issues. Yeah. And I mean, that goes for like any vendor you would ever hired. Like you have to, uh, check in and have a backup plan, mm. especially if like you pay a down payment, mm-hmm. like, and they have something happen that means they can't come to your wedding. There right. should be some sort of like fail safe option or they have a recommendation for you or yeah. like, you have enough time to find someone else, but sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Um, usually what they'll like, particularly people who are playing as professional musicians, make a lot of friends with other professional musicians and are going to know some, like you said, somebody to help you out if there's in a bind. Right. But remember again, these are live people and something can happen. Um, when I was in high school, uh, one of the teachers, distant relations, I think like a cousin or something was throwing their wedding and the quartet had to pull out about a week and a half before the wedding, which is horrible. Uh, but also (gasps) it was because the first violinist husband had died in a car accident. Um, so really not a time to have somebody be playing your wedding. Also her priorities are in a lot of other places. Yeah, you're good. You're good. (laughs) Um, and they gave her back the down payment and everything. Um, but what she wound up doing, she was kind of in a bind and also, sure they didn't really have anybody to back up with. So they wound up asking high school students to play, which if you are asking high school students to play, you still have to pay them. You and definitely you, still have to pay them. And you definitely need to feed them. Yes. And you need to be clear that they're not going to be at the same level of a professional right. musician. That's like the thing. You don't have to pay them what you would pay for someone who like is making their entire livelihood right. out of music, but you should pay them. They're doing a thing for you. Help throw them a Starbucks gift card and some gas money. Well, like a and generous a one. Very generous. Be one. nice to them. They're trying to be the musicians of tomorrow. Particularly if you pull them out last minute to have them play and you know you know most of those high school kids don't have fancy clothes to get into right all the kids these days wearing those terry cloth pants with juicy on the butt but the what that was all those kids wearing them junko jeans so uh liz (laughs) is stuck in the 90s and their joey bonafuco pants (laughs) those are coming back i'm afraid (laughs) um yeah i think that like definitely like they're pulling it out of their butts for this yeah but they're good they're good Assuming that you went to a high school, school that does, does that. that. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, oh, yeah. Um, otherwise, you know, you get what you get. Uh, again, like sometimes you can, you call around to teach cello teachers or yeah. any kind of insert musician, uh, insert instrument musician group here. Yeah. And call them and see what's up if you're particularly in a bind. But like I said, you know, if you're getting it last minute, they're probably kind of brushing it together. It might not be what you envisioned, but at the end of the day, like I think again, people think about, you know, the wedding as the main goal. The wedding is not the main goal. Your marriage is the main goal. So like, did the music really matter? Like, oh. did it ruin your whole ceremony? Well, <laughs> here's a story oh, no. I have for you. Uh, it didn't Sorry, ruin the whole ceremony, but it oh. did in fact make it more entertaining. <laughs> Uh, David and I went to a a Catholic wedding, uh, and you know, those ones go long. They they are the uh, longest of the long. They're They're not the, I've watched, I've watched much for weddings. There's some long ass wedding ceremonies, but this Catholic ceremony was just a standard Catholic wedding ceremony, except, um, the music thingy. There's like a technical Catholic term for it. There's like a thing behind the, where the audience is. The choir? You know all the pews? There's like an elevated thing above the door you would get into the church. You are asking me as if we both like had different religious backgrounds. Like I'm looking at you like I'm not Catholic. Girl, no, no. (laughs) I burst into flames when I walk into church. No, no, it's fine. I'm fine. fine. Um, 
so there's like this like upper yeah sure. upper balcony yeah. where all the singing hey, people I are. Hey, I think balcony might actually might be, it be balcony. <laughs> anyway, they had a soloist up there, and okay. she was great. Uh, and they also had a priest up in the front where the priest does priest things for the wedding part. Where he's very priestly. He's priestly. Got it. Jason Priestley. <laughs> um, and he is standing there, and they did a song together. Uh, wow. But okay, get ready for this. I'm ready. The mics were unbalanced, oh, so no. the priest's mic was very low and the soprano's mic was up really high and you can't see the soprano you can only see the priest so did it look like it was coming it looked like a beautiful lady voice was coming (laughs) from the mouth of this lovely priest hey you don't know they used to uh intentionally castrate boys to keep their voices high i don't know that they always went like Pass go to priest. You know what I mean? Hey, I don't know. How I that feel went. like in this modern times and they also, might take pity on him. That guy that guy I think I think based on his speaking voice was fine. He was fine. Oh, all right. I don't want to talk about his, his genitalia. genitalia. That's a, that's another podcast. That is another podcast. Catch me on priest genitalia every Wednesdays. That's it. Allie's podcast was on Stitcher. <laughs> Get it? Oh, Stitcher. I hate it. Stitch. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> um so that was a fun time. Oh, I will say that like uh, uh, some things can make or break <laughs> the <laughs> the seriousness of a thing, and that's when like you know if you're taking it very very seriously, then it is likely that one mistake will break everything. Sure, that's why you gotta like check in with yourself and make sure you're not taking it very seriously. But or I- or you can take it very seriously. Right. I mean, it's totally fine to like have this thing be kind of a like more. What's the word I want? I don't want solemn. I mean, like a, like a serious thing. No, just like a like a uh, austere, maybe meaningful, fancy kind of elegant mm. like thing. That that's the goal you're going Bougie. for. That's rude. It is rude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Bougie. <laughs> um, but if that's the goal you're going for, then like that's fine. Know that like the potential for things to go wrong is always there. Oh, so sure. like. If you, it's just like, you can take the thing seriously without letting a mistake ruin it for you. Sure. And that's, I think that's my main point is like, you can have as much fun as you want with this, but ultimately like people are going to remember the wedding for whatever happens and go down. There's a lot of things that are out of your control. Yeah. And for people playing music for you. Is a lot out of your That's control. That's a little bitty pit of chaos. Yeah, it's literally, it's orchestrated little uh, 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 um, chaos. So, uh, 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 orchestras. Uh, don't hire an orchestra. That's so expensive. Well, well, if you got the money to do it and you really, really want it, a power to you because then you, <laughs> you can keep those musicians from starving that week. So, sure. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's the the same sort of thing we always talk about of like you can do anything but not everything. Right. Do what you can afford. Do what you can afford. Uh, um, and but like legitimately what you can afford. Don't try and like nickel and dime people's prices down because exactly. I tell you, right now it does kill the mood of a very nice and fancy celebratory occasion when all of your musicians are imagining your guests as giant drumsticks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would say that's a pretty big damper. <laughs> like cannibalism will ruin any event. Um, and I, I've also heard horror stories of where uh, musicians go to play a wedding and they're also playing they play the ceremony and then they also play the reception. Yeah. And let's say like the caterer winds up not having enough food or some kind of, or people show up who weren't invited. Uh, and then they think the, yeah, you're making this face at me and I know where you see where <laughs> I'm you going. You told me a story before and it was very upsetting. Yeah. Um, where, so the bride and groom will be like, oh, well we have to figure out who's not going to eat. And, uh, you know who doesn't get to eat? The fuckers who didn't RSVP. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, what winds up happening is the- Aunt Linda. <laughs> Aunt Linda gets fed. Um, we don't have an Aunt Linda. Uh, I might. Maybe. I will eventually. Eventually. I don't mean that Linda. She's not, fine. She's great. Okay. Um, they don't wind up saying, you know, screw the non-RSVP people. They wind up going, well, the musicians don't need to no. eat. And, uh, no. The musicians are SVP'd. Yeah. And if you don't think that musician has already snuck a couple breadsticks, you're incorrect. No. Seriously, I feel so I feel so angry towards people who like just show up at events where you have to like 
I feel like I thought the idea of like wedding crashing was sort of funny, like no. before I started I've to never plan been an on event. That level. But it's like you pay per head for oh, food, yeah. and if you show up and you didn't RSVP or tell the the bride and groom that you were coming, you're eating food meant for their aunt Linda. You know. I 100% know if I went to Wedding Crash, like if I, that was the thing that, that I, I like. I can't imagine one you ever doing that without right. bursting through the door and being That's like, I'm crashing, I'm so sorry. Yeah, exactly. I would I would walk in the door and all you would see is a grown human turn into steam because I would just be like, <laughs> my stress would finally boil the last bit of water that's left in me. <laughs> There'd be a little pile know, of organs to evaporate. <laughs> Somebody pick up my shoes. They're yours. I don't need them anymore. Don't put them on, though. They're cursed. Oh, they're totally cursed. Uh, uh, no, don't wedding crash. It's don't bad. wedding crash. It's a bad idea. There's better, like, crash a house party. Oh. Don't steal people's stuff, because that's happened before. Yeah, don't, don't do that's that. That's rude. Drink as much of their booze as you want, though. I guess. I give you permission on that. For just a house party, not the wedding. Not the wedding. That's also expensive. Also, please don't do that. I just got the list of stuff we're supposed to buy from the bartender. Mm. It's actually not that bad. Okay. I was expecting... Like the number of cases of things that he told us to buy, I'm like, that's really all we'll need. Well, you gotta figure out like they're mixed drinks for some of the things, so they're not or gonna, one of the things, right? They're not gonna just be like, we're gonna need a whole bottle of vodka for this child over here. No children will be drinking at my wedding. I don't know. I mean, unless certain uncles get involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's talk about. The DJ. Let's talk about the DJ. Um, because you can have a band play at your reception. Sure. But, uh, and that'd be a lot of fun. Is also responsive. Very responsive. And you want to build in breaks for your band throughout the night anyway, Typically, right? uh, yeah. If you're going to have um, a band, like an actual jazz band play for you, yeah. um, they're going to probably already build in their own breaks. And what they're going to do is, so let's say, you know, there's a decent sized jazz band with uh, a guitarist because there usually is one sure and a bunch of uh brass instruments and stuff sure playing up cutting a rug great. yeah it actually sounds like a lot of fun highly recommend um if you got that kind of money i do not <laughs> i do not either um but they play for a while and then they'll probably stop playing as the full band and have maybe the guitarist do like either a solo or a duet with somebody that'll do like a slow song to let everybody like Oh. rest, let people dance a little slower. Um, and they'll build in the breaks that way. They'll like take turns off. Oh, cause the guitarist won't necessarily always play every song. And also oh. like he can pretty much, he or she or them, uh, can play, um, pretty easily on their own. So, so at no point does the music actually stop? No. Yeah. You can, you, if you tell them, Hey, I want no time where the music is down. I want it to be party central. Um, they can make that happen. See, because that's kind of nuts. Because you feel like the the standard length of like a concert that you would go to is like maybe an hour and a half. It can be longer, almost like two. Yeah. Sure, but weddings are like four to five hours long. Right. And like again, if you ask somebody, "I want you to play from start to finish," it's gonna cost you quite a bit. You, my lone violinist. <laughs> my lone violinist. Please don't think that they please can. just play the one song that they play as the Titanic sinks the entire wedding. Near my God to thee is. Yeah. You that want one. <laughs> for the entire time, the whole time. I'm here for it. Um, I'm becoming near. <laughs> my to god. my god, to the. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would say like it's definitely going to cost you a pretty penny. A pretty penny. Um, but again, they can make it happen. Um, now there's going to be times where you're not going to want music. Do you really want them to be playing jazz while they're cut while you're cutting the cake? Or, yes. I mean, sure. Um, <laughs> if you want, <laughs> but like, there's things like there will be times where there naturally will be a pause. Also, they don't typically start playing music. Like the second everyone walks in the door. So would you like, you think you would have like canned music for while people are eating dinner or do they play during that time too? They can play during that time. You could also have the option to do canned music while they get set up. Okay. Typically I think what you could mostly expect if you're having like a jazz band or a bigger band is that they're probably going to wind up playing mostly during when people want to dance. Right. Um, which isn't like, I mean, certainly there's somebody who got really tipsy during the ceremony and wants to dance the second they get in that door. They need to sit down, Aunt Linda. And eat some food. Because <laughs> you're going to be really hungover tomorrow. <laughs> get that carb layer down and we'll talk. Um, 
certainly you can have whatever you want. You know, like I said, it's, it's just going to cost you more. Sure. Um, so they can figure out how to do arrangements and stuff. And they'll probably talk about that with you too, when you're booking them of, do you mind if we do a couple of different combos? And you'll probably say yes if you want them to play for that time. Yeah, but if you, no, you stay put. Yeah. Don't you dare move. <laughs> Every time you move, I'm going to knock a dollar off the top of your pay. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I wish that's a joke, but legit, no. you can have that happen. Yeah. No. If you hire... People, stop being horrible. You typically, like, unless you think you're dealing with a really shady group of people... In which case, don't. Don't hire them. Yeah. Um, please pay them before they start playing because, like, it just takes this whole stress level off of... They don't have to try to find you at the end of the night. They don't have to worry about that you were going to get through the whole day and then you go, mm, I didn't really like it, so I'm keeping the money because they can do that. <sighs> Even when... The, and then it's, a, like, you have to consider it's a lot of a legal battle for me to go hunt your ass <sighs> down... Uh, for four of my players when we can get stiffed out of a whole night. Oh, I can't think of any like worse. We will like, tip your car. Omen. <laughs> we will tip your car. We will tip your Let's car. Just over. let it be known. Let if it you're be known. A, if you are a crappy bride or groom and you your come out to your car is rolled. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing. You probably have to pay for that limo Owing, driver. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, I feel like, yeah, like what a bad omen to start a wedding on them by like stiffing the band that played you into existence as a couple well i think there's certainly some people who either don't think it's going to cost that much money and think they can get like yeah which where what? are you yeah also um, you you figure that crap out before you get to the wedding right or let's say you run your budget over in other places even after you've booked the band and you're stressing about the money and maybe you think this is a way to get out of it uh if you do that you yeah that's not good you're really bad yeah so don't do that at all and like just pay them up front tip them at the end um but make sure to go find them and tip them okay or have your uh day of coordinator person right yeah or have one of your friends if you don't have a day of coordinator that's fine um but make sure that they get that money yeah um Please pay them. Please pay them. No. Pay people that you hire. Yeah. I think that should be your second slogan is please actually pay. Actually pay people. Uh, pay Things them. cost money. Pay people to live. Pay them and feed them appropriately. Yes. Um, Treat them as you would your Aunt Linda. I just like imagined myself not feeding musicians and like do you just feel like external guilt i felt so bad and i'm not even getting married oh Allie, it was real bad um no but for let's talk about like dj um so a lot of people think like they might like djs all they do is sit and play music um but they're they wear robot hats they play with records part of the illuminati they're part of the illuminati taking us down from they're gonna tell beyonce if you were bad (laughs) and she's gonna come do her weird sway head at you and she'll take your marriage license away do i get to say hi to her no don't look at her (laughs) okay if you look at her you'll turn into a pillar of salt (laughs) (laughs) um no so the dj can also serve as the person who makes shit happen so they're gonna be your day of coordinator usually so um i looked on the knot which since you guys have been using the knot and they say uh it is both a very helpful and and very terrible website (laughs) i think uh if there was any website in the world that just like encapsulated perfectly the wedding industrial complex mm-hmm. is totally the knot. Did I tell you about the the time that they were like, hey, if you think your reception venue is kind of ugly and you want to fix it up, cover it in fabric. What? <laughs> yeah, the whole thing, cover it in fabric. And I'm like, for how much money? Hey, but I think cover up something you think is ugly in fabric could be a good motto for <laughs> anything you encounter in your life. Put a little blanket over it. Just like <laughs> that tree starting to look a little dead, just uh, tent cover it. Cover it in fabric. It's fine. <laughs> Just it's not there anymore. The whole world covered in a quilt of ignorance. No, no. <laughs> but um, it was just like, you spent money on a affordable wedding venue, but you don't like the way it looks? Cover it in fabric. And I'm like, bro, you know how much fabric costs? They live in their own little dreamland. They super do. Um, but what do they have to say about DJs? They say that the average cost of a DJ is going to be about oh, $1,083. No, 83 It's a weird... Yeah. Okay. It's a weird number. I don't thousand dollars. A thousand. So we're just going to talk about a thousand because I don't want to have to say that eighty three all the time. I'll say it. All right. Um, say say one thousand. Okay. So a, D, a DJ is going to cost you about a thousand and eighty three. There we go. Um, <laughs> I wonder if our voices sound so much like no one knew who said what. Oh, I forgot that we have close voices. You forgot? 
I hear your voice, but I hear my voice differently. You know how that works. <laughs> like, um, no, I, it said that that's on average. Now it's going to cost different depending upon what city you live in. Sure. Um, versus that's like the average across all of America. Right. Like how the average wedding cost is like 63,000 something dollars when like, that's probably including one Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, so also you're going to be tipping your DJ too. They recommended about, you could do 10 to 20%. So like you're going out to eat. Oh wow. Um, so yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot when you're talking like a thousand dollars. Um, so that's the thing you got to consider too. Um, now your DJ options, depending upon where you lived can be kind of, uh, sparse. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think you and I are both thinking of, <laughs> Skippy. DJ Skippy. <laughs> His name was not really Skippy. Which will keep that way to protect the innocent. But man, like, he was a wild card, but he was a great time at a wedding. So, uh, just to fill listeners in, this was for uh, a wedding that Allie and I were bridesmaids in mm-hmm. that uh, the DJ, I think he was hired from like the local college. I think he had just recently started DJing. That the one, there yes. were two, two options for this entire town and literally I'm not joking. And the one option, the one on the other one was dead. (laughs) I remember the other one being very old and charged a lot of money. Well, definitely. Um, and Skippy was a bit wild. Um, for he was a tiny skinny white boy who decided about midway through the reception (laughs) to put on a dread, wig a rastafarian a rastafarian wig, wig yeah. and uh play michael jackson songs in honor of michael jackson's death which was it was like two, two years, years before, before this wedding and talking about how he couldn't believe it had been two years and kind of expressing his sadness over michael jackson we're death. like that's great um but in fairness he was really great when the wedding sizzled down kind of early but he let us all cut a, like six of us cut a rug for the rest of the evening yeah it was and a small wedding other djs would have totally packed up and i'm like i'm going home no not if you paid for a certain amount of hours I think he went over the time that they had paid him for. <laughs> was like I date that DJ Skippy's got to work on his contract. He doesn't DJ anymore. <laughs> he doesn't DJ anymore. No, for real. I'm, that's least, Did we break him? I think we might. Have. We broke him. We broke him in a half. Uh, um, what a wedding. So they're gonna also be the day of coordinators. So like Skippy did for that wedding was he made sure you know. Hello, Skippy. I hope you're great doing whatever career you pick to do now. God, I don't even know. Um, but he like you're gonna make sure that you know the mother daughter mother son dance rather and the daughter father dance happen and that the if you God if you're doing the throwing the bouquet bullshit that's gonna happen. Hey, I owe you money. Jump. I owe you money for that still. <laughs> You do, first of all, you do owe me money. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I, for listeners out there, one time I took a bullet for Allie. A big the, bullet. The bouquet bounced off Allie's back. I dodged it so hard it still hit And you handed it to me and said, you have to do this for me. Yep. Uh, and I gave you my entire savings account at the at time. At the time, which I have been calculating interest. Bitch. <laughs> you have not. I have. You ain't getting that interest. 6% interest. You could take that interest from my cool Over six hands. years now? Oh, God. I think it's eight. It might be eight. Oh, good. Shit. Nah. I better get together. But. Anyway. Uh, if And also, we don't yuck anybody's yums on this podcast. If you want to do the bouquet toss, if you want to do the whole yeah, garden thing. you do what you want. You do what you want. I just stand on a firm. Please don't make socially awkward people. Like, it, it's, don't, don't make Don't us go do around that. rounding up people who would prefer not to do that. Yeah. That's I'd, sort of the worst. I vaguely remember being pulled out and being like. Well, when it's a wedding of 50 people, it's sort of obvious. <laughs> yeah. Well, she gunned that bouquet for me. So. Uh, she did. She turned at me and pointed at me and then threw it at me. Yeah. Because you had a look of fear in your eyes, I and did. our cousin doesn't truck with that. No, she don't. <laughs> she, she does not truck with that she at all. Like, mm, I'm mm. coming for you. She's lovely. I love her. Anyway, anyway, DJs, DJs. So they're gonna. If be- you want them to play music for your assorted wedding tradition, yeah, nonsense. Yep, they're gonna do that. Um, they're probably actually gonna sit down with you at some point and talk about the playlist that you want, which is a great time for you to say this is the specific song I would like to be played. Um, make sure you have that so that they're not pulling it up on YouTube two minutes before the dance. Skippy. Skippy. Uh, (laughs) So, um, 
That's really important. They're going to talk about like what kind of order do you want things to happen in? Because they're going to make sure that you get from point A to point B. That's like the important thing for them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever order you guys decide on is what it's going to be. And they're also, you're going to be negotiating a contract with them too. Now, I don't know if they're upcharging for weddings and whether or not it's probably okay to. Probably they are, but that's probably fine. Because in most parties, they're probably like doing limited amount of emceeing yeah. for a wedding. They're in charge of leading the event generally unless you don't want them to right if, the, if you have somebody else doing that that's fine just make sure the dj knows that that's there's somebody else doing it. yeah yeah uh and i guess that's important when you're like picking out i think uh when you're picking out vendors you always kind of want to pick people who like you emotionally mesh with mm-hmm. as well yeah. uh to a certain degree mm-hmm. like you know you don't have to be best friends with your photographer but it is nice if they can make you feel comfy sure and you don't have to be best friends with your dj but you should maybe pick one who's kind of charismatic and can pronounce your name right yeah make sure they can <laughs> pronounce your name because they're probably gonna be the one announcing your entrance so that's, if that's really important yeah um i want to talk about um the prominence mm-hmm. of robot djs robot DJs? DJ, diy stuff no Oh no! What I mean is a literal robot DJ. I don't know if you listened to our Bridal Expo episode, oh, but there yeah. is a DJ out there who yes. looks like Daft Punk on stilts. I know, and I really <laughs> like that's when you said, "Would I wear a Daft Punk mask for your wedding to do that?" I 100 percent will. Yes, thank you. I've already <laughs> I already have it ordered. It's on the way. Great. <laughs> I hope that you can program it to say saucy things. Oh, it's definitely gonna say "down to clown" across my eyes for the entire time. Did you buy Did you buy an insane clown posse DJ mask? <laughs> It was the cheapest prime option. I'm sorry. <laughs> Insane clown Daft Punk. Anyway. Anyway. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, uh, so you can go laser light nuts. Mm-hmm. You can go regular DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really great DJ company out here in Chicago that is kind of pricey, but they're worth every penny. They're called Toast and Jam, and they're, like, woman-led. Okay. And all their... Here for this. I think, as far as I know, all their DJs are ladies, and they, like, really know how to keep a party going, Mm. even when they're with your, like, stuffy work coworkers. (laughs) Um, But... uh, Says from experience? eh, I don't know. Maybe. maybe. Um, But what we're doing uh, is... And I think this is like a thing that happens a lot more in weddings nowadays is we're making a playlist mm-hmm. and hit and play. And uh, we have a, like a playlist for songs for the ceremony and a playlist for songs for dancing. Right. And the songs for dancing playlist, you hit play and it'll be in order and everybody can just boogie on through the night. Right. Which is a great like DIY saving yourself a bunch of cash option. Because like we said, yeah. a DJ is going to cost you about $1,000. But... As with anything, you can pay for it in your money or you can pay for it in time. Yep. And uh, it has, we've been assembling songs for like three months now. And it's something we have to start sitting down and like putting together in a kind of order. Sure. Like picking for the night. And you also want to like have extra songs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, how long is your event going to be? Plus some, like an hour of extra songs. Right. You want to make sure to have a buffer. Right. Um, But... You know, you can have a DJ do that for you Mm -hmm. and like they know their way around a playlist that'll keep people moving and grooving. Right. They know when to pull out the cha-cha slide. They do. Or how to keep it far away from you if you hate the cha-cha slide. And then they'll bring out the uh, Macarena. Oh, the Macarena. And everybody forgets about the Macarena. Everybody forget about the Macarena. Nobody knows how to do it anymore. It is a dying art. I know how to do it in my bones. That's (laughs) great. We did it so much when we were children. (laughs) That there's no way I'll ever forget. It was military training. Yes. That's what it was. That was really what it was. It was like Eva Netanyahu, you know, like. Eva Netanyahu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I definitely think like you just have to decide whether or not is doing your own playlist worth it in your time. Right. And, and will you have somebody else be the master of ceremonies? Who's the person in charge of. And like. It comes down to figuring out what you want in your wedding too. Like you don't have Mm. to do any of the, we're not going to do any kind of big grand entrance because we are getting married the day before. So it's not like, uh, generally I feel like you go from like, uh, in a traditional quote unquote, Mm -hmm. like regular old 
Fruit of the Loom wedding. <laughs> Fruit of the Loom wedding. Fruit of the Loom That's wedding. That's my favorite description. Um, Bless. You go from like whatever ceremony you have to like a break between ceremony and reception mm-hmm. where your guests kind of go wander around and do anything and you uh, get pictures taken with your bridal party. And sure. that takes a good long time because people are harder to wrangle than slippery cats. <laughs> slippery cats. <laughs> and uh, um, especially like family members who are like already bored of taking pictures like children or family members who are already lit or family members who are already lit like possibly the bride and groom hey uh not that i've ever seen that happen before mm-hmm. um so there's time you know and then you do like a big old entrancey thing uh, at your reception because you've been away mm-hmm. while like people gather together but sure. like the thing we're gonna wind up doing since we're getting married the day before and mm-hmm. no one will have been there for it we're gonna like be there to like receive people and nice. say hi you know which is a nice thing because the thing about weddings that drives me nuts is tell me tell you uh is when like you go to the receptions like they do the big announcement of the bride and groom coming in and then the bride and groom have to go shovel down some food that they just paid a lot of money for so they can go make <laughs> the quick rounds where they don't even really get to say anything to you because they got 200 people to go say hi yeah so that's the thing like yeah first of all enjoy that food second of all like you don't get to see anybody yeah i'm wondering how it'll go for us actually the whole like you don't get time to enjoy the food thing Mm -hmm. is like i i felt like one of the only wedding things that people tell you that is actually kind of true that like you're so busy doing other things you don't really get to enjoy your food that much yeah um which is fine but i wonder with like a less traditional quote-unquote traditional Mm -hmm. wedding setup if we'll have time to just be like well i'm gonna sit i said hi to everybody already so I don't, ain't got to walk around. I guess the listeners will just have to stay tuned on that. Stay Fine. tuned. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you all of the family members I offended after our wedding. We will make a good list for you. Yeah. I'll round it up. Please, could you be in charge of writing that down? That or just list. snapping pictures of angry faces. Oh, you know I got you. Thank you. Butts and angry faces are my specialty. Butts and angry faces. Uh, I know for sure that our cousin doesn't listen to this That's podcast. Fine. Do you want to confess that here on the radio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll live up to it. Confess, I'm proud of it. <laughs> um, our cousin at her wedding had um, a nice idea of having uh, those like uh, Kodak, Kodak cameras, cameras at every table um, for everyone to take photos of, so that way, like the photographer didn't have to do so much photos. And do you call those instant cameras? Yeah, but yeah, they're, they're not instant. instant. No, they are not. Okay. I don't think they actually fully are instant because I think. It doesn't, it does not matter. It wasn't like a pull out the thing. No, no, it. no, no. It was one of those that you crank the side and yeah. you have to go get developed. And they're all like crap. Anywho, <laughs> I, we were, I was pretty young at this wedding. Um, and no one was really paying attention to me. No so. one was watching you because you were a bridesmaid. Right. So they figured I was adult enough to handle things, but I was checking back that sweet, sweet wine they had and got really, really what wine you mean they had like. Verity. A little bit of sparkling champagne thingy wine. Whatever. it Like, going from no alcohol to, like, seven glasses of this is kind of a lot for a 14-year-old. Where did you get seven? They just kept filling it, and I kept saying, sure. Oh. I think they thought I was older than I was, which is a constant problem. We keep getting the, are you guys twins? Six years difference. I think that just says nice things about me. And horrible things about my skin. I don't look old. You don't look old. Anyway, <laughs> um... So anyway, there was these cameras and I got pretty lit and I went, I'm going to just take photos of people's butts. So <laughs> I um, I took a lot of photos of the caterer's butt and I'm really sorry to that caterer if he's out there because he Is it When you say a lot of people's butts, do you mean you just took mostly like, the 32 cat- photos of a caterer butt? I mean, like I would say out of the 32 or whatever number whatever. it was, it was like... 90% that caters, but he had a very nice butt. Did he know you were doing it? Yeah, but he kept filling up my champagne glass, so what does that say? That says you're a predator. <laughs> I am a predator. <laughs> I am I am the Samantha. <laughs> no one's a Samantha. <laughs> Apparently um, So anywho, uh, later down the road, we were looking at uh, the photos with my cousin, and <laughs> my cousin was talking, we asked her about how those cameras worked out, and she said... That they were all kind of crappy because of the lighting, but the ones that they had the best were an entire ro- like roll of just butts. And <laughs> at this point, I still haven't fessed to it. And mom, like, you're not allowed to tell anybody. You know she's gonna. Right she's away. gonna tell everybody. <laughs> uh, but that was me, uh, the butt crusader. <laughs> the butt crusader. <laughs> uh, I can't say that I did that. It was pretty good though. 
I'm proud of that. I can't say that I did anything. It was like, my life's work. Liz. I did do a speech. Uh, they asked, like, I asked if they wanted me to do a speech, mm-hmm. and they did a, I don't know if you want to. Oh. And so I was like, yeah, I want to. And I did a speech, and I think that they didn't tell their best man that oh, yeah. he, that I was going to do a speech, so he felt like he had to do a speech. And, like, our DJ Skippy was like, oh, it's time to do speeches. And they made him do a speech, and he was just like, I like... Bob. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his was fine. He did fine. We've definitely seen worse. That's, oh, I've seen so many worse. Um, um, uh, what else do you have to say about DJs? Do you have anything else to say about DJs? I just think it's just really important, again, to like make sure that you're paying them appropriately, feeding them. Talk to your people. Talk pay to your people. Right. Feed your people. Keep them, keep them up to date with stuff. Tip them. You know, treat them like an actual human being. Yeah, I mean, it's your special day, but like, you, you don't get to you don't get to like treat people like slaves. Right. Also, if you know that one of your family members, when they get really really drunk, if you're having alcohol at your wedding, Ooh. that they get very handsy. Uh, okay, consider it like they the DJ is a working person. I am making a face right now. Do not let them get handsy with that DJ. No. First you, of all, tell that person they are trash. They are trash, but like just make sure you have if you know if you know you have somebody that's going to do that with any of Has this happened? Yes. Uh, what? But not at not at a wedding that I went to. Ironically, a 16 a sweet 16 party. Ew. Yeah, one of the aunts got really hammered and just was like handsy with the DJ. No. Um and the DJ was a nice professional about it and kind of sure, but brushed off, no. but also have somebody to run interference with it. Be appropriate, be professional. Have and that bartender cut that ant off. off. <laughs> uh, make sure that, you know, you're being professional throughout it and they'll be professional back with you. Oh God. If they, it's not and, that hard. And if they do get hands up, you got to tip extra hard. Mm. Because you put your aunt in jail. You put your aunt in literal jail because that's the only way literal to do Literal jail. Um, no, I think it's just really important to keep them up to date with everything. Make yeah. sure make sure that you kind of have an idea of what kind of songs you want and more importantly, what songs you don't want. Yeah. Yeah, this is a time to have an opinion on things. Yeah, don't waffle about it. Because if you are like, you're like, yeah, I'm good with anything but then you get home and you were like oh maybe i'm not so great with nickelback because you're a human and then (laughs) (laughs) not to yuck anybody's yum but i'm not sure that's anybody's yum canadians Uh (laughs) (laughs) oh hey canada this one's for Cass specifically um does she like nickelback she loves nickelback oh Cass, i'm sorry everyone i've ever ran into in canada loves nickelback but wow okay um if you realize that later, it's totally okay to contact your DJ and be like, hey, I don't know if you were planning on putting Nickelback on this playlist, but if you do, I'll cry. Please don't. <laughs> if you do, I will run away. I will literally run away. Um, yeah, I think that's just really important. Just be yep. aware of what you want. Yeah, and I would say uh, know what level of input you'd like your guests to have. Yeah, I think I, the, some of the best parties um, things I've been to, not just like weddings, has been... Uh, when you let your guests also like come up to say like, I would really like to hear this song. Um, and then that a DJ has a list of songs that are like strictly banned, uh, mm-hmm. or like is working within their parameters. Cause I did go up once and go, Hey, can you play the golden girls theme song? Cause this girl loves the golden girls theme song. And he was like, I have no idea what that is. You so don't like, talk to me anymore. <laughs> go away. Why are you here? Don't be that person. <laughs> <laughs> The Gold Girls theme song. She loves that song. That's fine. Um, so I just think like, yeah, definitely, you know, a little bit of input from your guests is great. Um, if that's what you want. Right. Um, I had a coworker who did a really great idea with her RSVP cards. Uh, she had the guests write down a song that meant a lot to them, oh, and, yeah. which was kind of sweet because a lot of people sent in songs that were their wedding songs. Um, so like their first dance songs got to play and that kind of thing. And That's everybody cute. had a really great time. Um, uh, we're, we're not asking for input. And yeah, it's, it's like, totally fine too. Damon's doing the whole like uh, Joey from friends. Like <laughs> Damon doesn't share music. <laughs> That's totally fine. Um, yeah, I think that's also a safe bet too, because was, particularly since you don't have a DJ there to right. run interference. Well, yeah, we can't like add a song last minute. Um, sure, but we're also like aiming towards a particular sound mm-hmm. for our music 
we'll see if that works out like how we wanted it to. I think I've been like the agent of chaos, adding, <laughs> adding songs that don't exactly fit the uh, MO. But again, if you want them there, then they're important. And that yeah. means a lot. Like, I think the most important takeaway from any kind of music that you're going to have at your wedding is just have it be special for you. Yeah. It doesn't have to be something you put a ton of time and energy into. It just it has to be. Probably is. It's probably going to wind up being like anything, anything in, in a, a wedding. wedding. <laughs> um, but just have it be something that's meaningful and worth that time. Sure. I think that probably does it. I think so. Uh, thanks, Allie, for hey, joining us. Anytime. This is this has been a very special Teganless episode uh, of my. She'll wedding. be back. She'll be back eventually. Of my wedding industrial complex. I'm Liz and I'm Allie. Uh, you know, thanks as always to our uh composer Charlesy Miller. Uh, I pay her for her music, but you should pay her for her music. She makes some sweet ass. She songs. makes some sweet ass songs. Go to charlesymiller.com uh, and check out that stuff i bet you play at your wedding or bar mitzvah mm-hmm. you pay her appropriately you pay her appropriately she's and you a feed talented her. woman and you <laughs> feed her um uh and also thank you to our listeners uh find us on apple podcasts rate and review us it helps people get to listen to us more which means we can do more episodes um if you have a friend out there who is getting married or a friend out there who doesn't want to get married but likes to hear people trash talk weddings, <laughs> uh, send them our way and let, tell them to give us a good old rating and review. Um, you know, as always. And well, if you have any questions, you can also oh, email us you. at mwicpodcast at gmail.com. I like how very like quietly you were like, hey, this hey, is so the thing, thing you're, you're supposed, supposed to, to do. do. I don't have a Tegan here. I've been listening to this podcast for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as always, do what you can afford. Yeah. yeah.